back here on the Around the League podcast. Still no Rob. Guy, guy's super busy, apparently. Can't hop on. Everyone give him a hard time. But I do have a <laughs> co-host here, uh, guest host today. He's actually the host of the Roster Up Season Long, also known as the Russell Pod, which is by far like a, a much uh, much better name, I think. Hashtag Russell. <laughs> uh, you'll have to check them out. But I've got uh, their host here, Andrew Spate, lives right down the road and uh, jumping in, jumping into the studio here, um, aka The Loft. What's How's going on, guys? Here from Roster Up uh, Season Long, aka The Russell. Just here to talk some Cowboys real quick. Let's do it. Also a big Cowboys fan. Um, both of us are uh, re- resident Dallas fans here, but neither of us do a Dallas podcast, <laughs> probably because it's brutal and painful and no one actually wants to experience that day in and day out. But if someone else does, give us a call. Very true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to, like we've been doing uh, with the series, uh, previewing each team. Uh, what we're going to do here to discuss Dallas is uh kind of run through our top questions thoughts um questions concerns heading into the season uh from a football perspective but also a little bit of a fan perspective uh because it's hard not to let some of that fandom trickle in here but that's also what we're all about just honest honest opinions honest takes here and that's what we're going to give on the dallas cowboys uh so honestly man i know we had a couple questions we wanted to address here uh but first off let's kind of quickly review last year um, Dallas was uh, solid, kind of ran away with the division, but at the same time, they never truly felt like a Super Bowl con- contender. Uh, you always felt like when they went up against really good teams, they were going to struggle, gonna struggle yeah. and, and that's what they did. What did yeah. you think about the San Francisco game last year? Heartbreaking loss. <laughs> um, to see Dak, you know, do what he did in the last few seconds of that game, just kind of, you know, ripped every Dallas fan apart and also anyone else who's watching the game was just like basically like, you know, what are you doing? What's going on here? Um, it's sad to see such a very good season end that way. And you just, no matter what, each season, you just want a, like, I know we want the Super Bowl, but now I, I'm just asking for a playoff one. That's that, like that's it. what I'm asking for. I, honestly, when they were coming out of the tunnel, I think Rob and I even talked about this last year. Um, the most painful thing is when you looked at San Francisco coming out of the tunnel and Dallas, you just knew they weren't prepared. That's that's the worst thing about being a Dallas fan is when they are actually pretty good, they're just so unprepared in big moments. Very true. It's abs- absolutely painful. We won't harp on that too much, but I think we can pretty much all agree. It was just another unprepared playoff game. Um, quiet offseason. Why don't you give your thoughts on the Amari Cooper trade? Uh, you know, even even give us a quick little fantasy tip on what you're thinking this year and what you guys will be talking on the Russell pod. Again, another heartbreaking experience to see the Eagles have such a great offseason. And then, you know, you sit in there as a Cowboy fan with almost practically nothing going on. You get rid of... Amari, you got rid of Cedric Wilson, and you're basically left with, you know, a shell of the team from last year, the team that can't win the playoff game, but had a great season. Um, So I think it's, you know, in my mind, I feel like CD has the chance to take that step to be a number one, but it's, you know, it's hard when, now he's getting, you know, that double coverage, all that attention that was going to Mari Cooper is gone. And, you know, you solely are relying on more on, heavily on, you know, CD. So there's obviously a chance to take a step here, but it's going to be difficult, I would say, with um, Amari out of the question or out of the, you know, off of the team in Cleveland now. Struggled with the drop season a little bit last year, too. Yeah. That was that was tough. There was definitely some big moments where CD kind of let us down. I'll be interested to see if they throw him out wide a little more as mm-hmm. opposed to more in the slot. Um, they also lost Cedric Wilson, who, while 
you know, he wasn't like a superstar. He was he was really good. Yeah. Had some good moments. I mean, that's a good third receiver. He had a couple of games where he was, I think he had two touchdowns in one game. Um, yeah. And a couple, you know, receptions. And it was just like while Amari and CD were quiet, you know, he was you know, lifting the team in that aspect. And then obviously we have Dalton Schultz, which is still there, which is still good. I don't know if they figured out that contract situation yet. Can't remember, but um, obviously he'll have to take a step up if they want to, you know, make it far in the playoffs, have a good season without having Amari Cooper. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to hurt. But um, at the end of the day, if you're going to take CD Lamb and bet on him, they also invested in Michael Gallup, who I really like. We just got to get him healthy. I think yeah. you know the first six seven games he, he may be sitting. I'd be surprised if he was playing by October, but he he is re- rehabbing really well. Um, so it, it'll definitely be interesting. However, they've shown a good commitment to Zeke. This was obviously a hot topic. It's always Zeke, the ownership's commitment. He looked slow last year. You can blame it on the PCL sprain. I thought the year before he looked slow. I just don't think he's been explosive. And I think he's slowly descended or declined year over year. What are your thoughts on Zeke and the ownership's commitment? Are you happy with it? What do you think? We, we've we talked about this extensively, you know, off, you know, just while we're chilling. And we never liked the Zeke uh, contract. Um, paid him all that money. And then it was almost after they paid him, it's just his performance went down. He's getting older. Yeah, he had that injury. And I was big on Zeke last year, uh, especially in the Russell, if you guys were listening to that. Me and Ooze were hyping him up. And not to turn it to a fancy aspect, but it was just, it was almost there. It was prime for him to be, you know, a former, you know, Zeke self from, uh, years prior so now is he'll get you kind of like what you need 50 yards 60 yards you know touchdown here and there Mm -hmm. but he's not going to be the same explosive player I feel like I like what they're doing with Tony Pollard you know using them in tandem to uh distribute the workload but I feel like if he's healthy you know and they use um Tony Pollard we should see a good tandem of uh, running with the Dallas, but they, you know, they need to get back to basics, like run the ball, um, utilize their running backs. Cause that probably was an issue in most of the games, especially I remember that Patriots game, they were down, they went to overtime and they just had to start chucking the ball um, to get into overtime. And then they eventually won, but it was like, they just, there was just some games where just the run wasn't existent. Zeke mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, part of the game. Like most football analysts will say it every year, just utilize the run, utilize Zeke, you utilize Tony Pollard, like get back to basics. And that's what I hope they do, you know, uh, to help, you know, just spread the offense around. You can't just, you know, throw it the whole time. I'm hoping they at least involve Pollard. He's much more explosive, a better pass catcher. Um, and honestly, what one one of the metrics I like to look at is yards after contact, especially as running backs age, and you see that descend year over year. Last couple of years, 2020 and 2021, Zeke at 2.8 and then 2.7 yards after contact, respectively. Uh, Tony Pollard at approximately 3.6. That's much better when it comes to yards after contact. Yes, he gets more of the third down runs. Maybe he's going against lighter boxes or more uh, uh, nickelback schemes, things of that nature. But at the same time, um, you see Zeke in there on a lot of third downs as well. I think Pollard is just straight up better, um, he's, and he's very explosive. We saw that last year on a couple big runs, even, even I believe the game uh, where Zeke sat out. So mm-hmm. I would really like to see – I don't mind them running the ball, but 
honestly. If they're going to do it, I want to see it more with a more explosive running back. I'm not happy with Zeke being the one to do it. He had a lot of touchdowns last year. And like you mentioned from the fantasy side, save people there. But at the same time, um, he was just falling in, into the end zone uh, when he was inside the five. Um, I'm more worried about kind of between the 20s and getting down the field efficiently. I, I want I love how much they throw the ball, but I would like to see some creativity and more explosiveness in the backfield. Uh, that's kind of where they're lacking. But ownership's commitment is always going to kind of scare us there. Um, but not to harp too much on that. I do want to transition to a couple other questions that we had. Uh, so we've kind of discussed the receiver room. We've discussed the running back room. That's the big things on offense. I expect the offensive line to be about the same. I know we've got these guys a couple years older. We basically just need them to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, I think Leal Collins, someone that's they got to replace as well. If he's up in Cincinnati now, um, but got to stay healthy. Um, and I think that's offense should be pretty solid. There were six in early down success rate last year. I think if we can get a little less predictability, the problem is this offense, whether it's from Garrett to McCarthy, has been very predictable. Um, like we mentioned, Dallas, it's so so predictable for them to have a letdown in the playoffs. Their offense has been very predictable as well, which is equally a problem. So at the end of the day, um, we need a little more creativity, a little less predictability on early downs from Dallas. And I think that's going to uh, make for a solid season because it's going to be a tough to division. Those teams are getting better um, overall. On the defensive side of the ball, um, a lot of turnovers. Yes. We had uh, Trevon Diggs, historic, exactly. Trevon Diggs, 11, 12 interceptions last year. Um, historical amount of turnovers, but they were still overall um, at a top 15 defense. It's not like they were top five. The positives here, there's potentially room for overall improvement on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to whether it's yards allowed, um, first downs allowed, things of that nature. But they're hyper aggressive. They go for turnovers. They want to force them, which they also allowed uh, – uh, top five explosive play rate on the defensive side of the ball last year uh, because they were so aggressive. Now, if turnovers drop and they're still allowing that many explosive plays, it could get ugly on the defensive side of the ball. Correct. Are you expecting overall improvements? Or are you expecting uh, those turnovers to kind of stay? What are you kind of looking for on the defensive side? Um, it's hard to tell. I don't think they're going to repeat what they did last year. Um, I think it's e either going to be almost overall the same, kind of just – turnovers here and there, but probably underneath that historical year they had last year, not really, you know, hoping for this, the repeat of last year to happen, probably just a little bit under those amount of uh, turnovers they had, but mm -hmm. still better defense than we have seen before in, you know, prior years with Dallas, because that was always a big issue with um, big plays down to receivers getting beat, um, on those long plays, and we didn't see as much as that last year. So hopefully that continues. When it comes to the playoff game, the defense didn't let us down. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers throwing some 35-yard oh out gosh. route. You know, it was it was literally – it was the offense. That that game still hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Kid's going to go cry in a corner after this podcast. <laughs> um, and so we kind of want to wrap this up. Um with, with his team proof, I want to get your thoughts on the season mm -hmm. overall. So right now, Dallas is favored in about 11 games on average with the average line of, of minus two. That tells me, you know, they got um, a fairly soft schedule, not not overtly difficult like some teams like Arizona, I think, is, is, is a crazy difficult schedule, things of that nature. Um, decent schedule, decent draw for Dallas. The division is improving. It's not the hardest, but it will be tougher. Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas's inconsistency and predictability bothers us. We saw some teams get better this offseason. Um, what do you think about them being favored in 11 games? How many wins are you expecting? And do you, do, do you even expect them to win the division? 
to be honest, don't expect them to win the division because um, that old, you know, however many decades it's been, they have not, um, you know, no one has consecutively won the division, you know, year after year. So I think it's the Eagles turn, but that means if we do make the playoffs, it has to be in the wild card and that will be difficult. Um, do I see 11 games? It's possible, but do I expect 11 games? I'm not getting my hopes up. I'll tell you that right now. We pay the Bucks, we play the Rams, the Bengals, uh, the Titans. So a lot of tough games. You sprinkle that in there with uh, the NFC East, you know, divisional games. You can't always bet on those, even though the Giants from Washington is in there or in those schedule as well. So I'm hoping to be above 500. I'm hoping for a wild card. I'm not going to get my hopes up much more past that just to be, you know, just, just me, but still hoping for a decent season, you know, as long as everything else goes right. No, you know, crazy injuries or anything like that. Like, you know, when Dak hurt his ankle. So. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's uh, no freak injuries to, uh, to Dak, I think they'll be all right and be fairly competitive. Um, so the key, key things we're looking for this year is we go into uh, the 2022 season from Dallas is it'd be a little less predictability. We want to see Pollard use more in the backfield. Is he fully healthy? Was it really the PCL? Uh, we think he's still going to continue to decline. Um, and also, what does that receiver room look like? CeeDee Lamb, uh, James Washington got signed. How much did they actually use him? We kind of saw his ceiling in Pittsburgh, and and he, he seems like a, a third or fourth option in offense. Um, can Schultz keep it up? Like, that's another thing that, you know, you guys will be talking about on the on the Russell pod as well. There's a lot of questions here for Dallas. They're quiet this offseason, which I kind of like. Normally, it's a noisy offseason outside of the Cooper trade, been fairly quiet. So, I'm looking forward to the season. I do think it's they, they should be sitting sitting around nine or ten wins um, by by season's end. Eleven, I, I would I'd be a little surprised at eleven, even though they're favored at eleven. It's Dallas. We know we're just hoping you know nine ten wins and uh, get to the playoffs and actually get a win, show up when it matters. That's really what we're looking for out of Dallas. Um, and then you know the Eagles are going to have some tough competition. We'll talk about that with the Eagle Up Pod as well. What they expect out of Jalen Hurts, but I think it's going to be between those two teams. Yep. Um, but obviously, we'll be watching. We'll we'll drop the uh, uh, we'll, we'll have the fandom creep in and <laughs> and drop the the formalities when we're actually watching the game. But yes, man, sir. I appreciate you jumping on here. Um, of course. And uh, check him out at the Roster Up Season Long Podcast. Ooze Lance. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. They're very entertaining. Uh, I'll have their show link, and uh, you should have a couple episodes out this week as well. So uh, looking forward to it. Uh, you Dallas fans, check them out, um, and we'll catch you next time, man. Yes, sir. Go Cowboys. Let's go. Keith at your place? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Anyone's good. invited. All right, everybody, you heard that. Show up at his house. I'll put his address in the show, show notes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you. Catching the back half of this NFC East podcast. Rob, you're jumping on with this one. I threw some shade at you in the Dallas portion earlier in this show when Spate and I were jumping on, but uh, welcome back, man. Jump, jumping on to uh, round this out, um, talking some Washington commanders. First of all, yay or nay on commanders? Nay. nay. First thing I'll say of the 2022 season, nay. That's it. <laughs> That's a bad sign. What, what <laughs> fan of Washington football team? Uh, no, I actually wasn't. Um, I think it was obviously lazy, but they didn't have much time to make it. They had, what was it, a year or two to come up with another one, and they landed on commanders. I don't think – I haven't heard one person say that they've liked it. So if that gives you any indication. It sounds like a losing season to me. 
Uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> I got accustomed to the Washington football team. I, I didn't mind it. I definitely liked it better than Commanders. But we'll we'll kick it off reviewing like we've uh, been doing for a lot of our teams here. Um, twenty twenty two preview. But first off, let's give a quick review of twenty twenty one. I thought it was another mediocre season for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, Washington they were competitive. They had a very difficult schedule. Actually, faced the most difficult schedule last season. You saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go down early, never really get a chance to see what he could do in that offense. Uh, so you had a season of Taylor Heineke, who's super competitive, and I think has truly maxed out like his potential. Uh, so credit to him for that. But another mediocre season for Washington. Uh, a couple things I liked about them last year is I do think some elements of their scheme and their defensive talent along the defensive line. I think the secondary was pretty bad last year, but the defensive line talent allows them to be competitive and in games. I do like a lot of their offensive schemes. I do, even though there's some things I question, I kind of like how it's set up because it was a similar scheme to where uh, when Cam and McCaffrey really dominated several years ago, uh, they can allow your your top skill position players to really perform. So if you have the right quarterback in place, the McLaurins, Antonio Gibsons of the world, uh, some of those really dynamic players, Logan Thomas can really perform well. That's where I think it helps create uh, a level of competitiveness for them that allows them to get to that seven, eight win mark um, on a regular basis. But I also think it limits upsides. Uh, upside for them just because um, of the quarterback room so fast forward we've added Carson Wentz some view him as an upgrade some say man what say you Rob I think a definite upgrade honestly Um, not saying massive upgrade where you're getting a guy like and I know he's suspended a couple games and who knows what will happen, but you're not getting a guy like Deshaun Watson. That's the top five quarterback in the league, but you're getting an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. Um, like you mentioned, Heineke, hard worker. I liked watching him succeed, kind of underdog story, but those things only last so long sometimes in the NFL. So once definite upgrade, um, I think just this stat alone that we were just talking about between Wentz and, um, and Heineke is, Compared to last year, I mean, Wentz had a 42% you know, percent success rate on throws 20 yards down the field, um, which was ninth overall. Now you look at that and you say, okay, still not 50%, whatever. There's not going to be many quarterbacks that get to 50% since he's ninth overall. But Heineke was at 33%, which I think ranked around 26. So you're getting an immediate upgrade on the deep ball. Um, and someone that I think that immediately impacts is Terry McLaurin, um, who I love and we love. I think we were very high on him last year. Um, and last year, if you look at all his targets, I think he had over 100 targets um, and only 63% of those were catchable targets listed. So you get an upgraded quarterback, which is supposed to upgrade your receivers. A guy like McLaurin, who is so talented, I think he's one of the most talented receivers in the league. His route running is ridiculous. I just remember last year, one of my friends was at um, the Bills Washington football team game. And he was like, this dude, Terry McLaurin is getting so much separation. They just can't get him the ball. So I think if you're a fantasy player, like we were just saying, or if you're just a fan of the game, um, Terry McLaurin, I think someone to watch out for this year as he takes a bit of an upgrade um, and a bit of a jump in you know, his potential. We've seen the potential, but we haven't seen you know, the backing of stats behind it. And I think that has everything to do with the quarterback and not to do with lack of talent. So yes, I do think Wentz is an upgrade. I think he will help these receivers out and this offense out 
Um, Cause the defense is pretty set. So it's really up to the offense at this point. Yeah. And, and to a point, we kind of know what Wentz is, right? Like he, he had that great year in Philly. Um, then it was all downhill from there. He, he showed signs of life in Indy. Like I thought there were some positive signs. It just really tanked there at the end. Uh, you, you mentioned the deep ball right there. We did see some market improvements from Michael Pittman. He was willing to put the ball up for grabs and throw it deep down the field. My only fear with him is I actually think Michael Pittman could have an even better season because he can expand his route tree with a quarterback like Matt Ryan, who might not have as big of an arm, but we know he can really utilize his route running ability um, with a quarterback like Matt Ryan. I do wonder like why the Colts were so quick to – uh, get rid of him and if that's something where uh, they felt like their offense was limited and more predictable with Wentz so that's something I'm going to look out for as well is McLaurin able to expand his route tree with Wentz at quarterback or is he just improved on the deep balls downfield I think that's that's a, a, a key metric as well that I want to keep an eye out for this season and they really got to improve that early down success rate to a point uh, sure some of that could be on Heineke but a lot of that early down success rate can also be on uh, play calling, pre-step motion, play action. How do they adjust? How do they apply it to wins? And how do they improve that early down success rate and actually put their quarterback in much better situations than they did last season where they were 21st? You mentioned the defense. Chase Young is back and healthy. What are your expectations uh, from that defensive line? It sounds like you expect it to continue. And how important is that defense to their overall uh, win, to win total relative to Carson Wentz? I think it's huge. And we just touched on the offense a little bit and, and where we see the improvements there. But the defense is the backbone of this team. And I think they have been the past couple of years. Chase Young was hurt last year for a majority of the season. So we didn't get to see much of him after winning rookie of the year um, back in 2020. So excited to have him back on the field with that other front four. You know, Montez Sweat, what, who else you got up there? Um, you know, Jonathan Allen. I mean, they, they have some serious talent on that defensive line. So I just remember him being an absolute game changer um, back when he was fully healthy, his rookie year. I mean, 32 solo tackles, 12 assists, seven and a half sacks, three fumbles, like in 15 games as a rookie, that's, that's a huge impact. And to see him back on the field and healthy has an absolute impact on this team, um, especially defense, obviously, but on the win total as well. Looking at the schedule, and we just had another you know, conversation with another NFC East team that'll be on. Um, the roster up, you know, page, but I don't know. This, the NFC East is such a toss up. I think seven and a half wins for their over under is very reasonable. Um, I mean, at some point you got to pick, I just kind of went all in on the Eagles last time. So I think I'm going to stick with that, but I think they, this is certainly a seven win team. And um, I think they can get there with Wentz and potentially exceed that. Uh, where are you uh, in that? I know it's such a, such a difficult number, seven and a half. You're kind of sitting right in the middle there. Um, and then you look at all these games and you go one by one. And I kind of landed on seven, eight as I went through it twice because you figured they're going to split in this division. I think they went two and four last year. Um, hopefully some upgrades this year. I mean, that's what we're predicting. So you figure that's going to be maybe three and three, four and two. So you get a couple more wins in the division, but you just never really know with the NFC East. Yeah, I think Dallas and Philly are still one and two. I actually think Philly ends up winning this uh, division. 
Um, and I think Dallas still comes in second unless there's a serious injury to Dak, just because Dallas is so talented. So that does leave Washington. If you want to hear more about that, check out the Eagles season preview with those guys over at Eagle Up. Um, we really uh, did a deep dive on them. Great show. Uh, but, you know, back to Washington here, I think they're sitting right there at seven wins. And part of it is because I don't think they're talented enough uh, and well coached enough to get to that nine or 10 win mark. I think for them to actually win a division a couple of years ago, they won it when they were like seven and eight and one well, the year they had that tie. Um, or maybe they were seven and nine. And there's a reason that they had to win the division at seven, eight games because everyone else was awful. I don't think Philly and Dallas are going to be like that unless there's severe injuries, right? But we can't predict like Hertz and Dak both going down so Washington can win the division with eight wins. I think the way that scheme is, it, they're very competitive. Uh, the way that scheme is set up, I think that helps them, but I also think it hurts them because it's predictable to a point. Um, you know, the the offense can have its moments of predictability, same with the defense, and that's going to get them exposed throughout the season. That's why you'll see them show up to a game that's uh, they should get blown out and they're super competitive. A, that's the NFL, but B, that's part of the way their coach is set up. And then they'll show up to a game where it should be a toss up and they'll lose by 20 points. That's just the nature of how they are. And the law of averages will just see them sit at seven wins, even with the six easiest schedule. So that's my thoughts on them. Uh, Ron Rivera, I do feel like he's in a tough spot. It feels like it's similar to Carolina where Cam went downhill and he lost his job because they couldn't get beyond that six, seven, eight win mark. He wants to run the ball. He wants to play tough physical football. But if you're going to do that, you got to have a quarterback that can keep your defense off the field, um, get the ball into the end zone when you need him to. Uh, do you feel like this is it for Ron Rivera? Even the, And do you feel like it's he's gotten a fair shake in Washington? It's hard to tell. I mean, the guy's been through so much over the past couple of years. Just happy to see him succeed a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's, it's tough to tell. I mean, it does feel a lot like Carolina, like you just said, where things just went downhill very fast. Um, you know, after they went to the Super Bowl, it was like, oh, this, this team's going to be good for years. And then it was like, what the heck? Everything fell apart. So Washington hasn't quite got there yet as far as success, but um, we'll see what they can do this year. I mean, hopefully, they're competitive. I think they will be a little more competitive than last year, just looking at it on paper. But, you know, what's what's on paper is is often not what usually comes out. So in reality, so we'll see. We'll see. This is going to be a tight division. Um, top two, I agree with you. I think Eagles won, um, Cowboys too. But who knows? I mean, really, anyone can sneak up in this division and and hopefully, uh, hopefully it just stays competitive. That's all I can really ask. Not a, not as a fan of this division, but um, just as a fan of football for things to stay competitive. And, and I do expect that it is competitive. And, uh, you know, that kind of wraps it up for us here on the uh, Washington side of things. Uh, you guys go check out our other shows this week. We're previewing every single NFL team to kick off the 2022 season. Rob and I are here with the Around the League podcast. Uh, like, rate, review. Um, and, you know, check us out at rosterupmedia.com. If you're a fan of some of these teams, uh, go check them out. We've got some great shows. We've got about 10 shows right now. Got a couple more launching this season. So uh, check us out. Let us know what your thoughts are on the Washington Commanders, a.k.a. the Washington football team, because Commanders is a terrible name. Uh, Rob, any final thoughts before we, you, uh, we close this out here? Uh, I mean, it, it'll be fun. I'm so pumped for the season. Can't wait to talk about, you know, each and every team, but really can't wait to dive into when we actually see Sunday football. Um, we'll 
be plenty more content, uh, plenty more Commanders content for any fans out there. So uh, just stay tuned with us throughout this season.